get to know what these are and what this is. Uh, yes, that's what we, I want us to talk about today. Uh, it is, it is every day as I continue to grow and advance in age, in age and in maturity, I come to appreciate the value of what things mean. Amen. I have come to appreciate the value of what things mean. And uh, because, because of the person that I have become, I not only appreciate the value of what things mean, but I appreciate words because words are powerful, words are useful, and, uh, and, and, and it's, not, it's not even a spiritual thing, but words mean something. The, the putting together of a sentence is, a sentence is, is, is a combination of words uh, nouns, verbs, adjectives, pronouns, all put together so that one can communicate and and and, uh, and and deliver a message. That is the meaning. That is the whole essence of a language. The whole essence of a language is that we can understand one another. And uh, and, and 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 words are not. If I I continue to know that words are not just standalone. Words make phrases, and phrases have different meanings. The way this, the way one word is put in different sentence, depending on what comes before it or what comes after it, it delivers a different meaning. And all this, I I really appreciate. Uh, uh, one of the things that getting into a serious relationship for me has done. Uh, I, I have come to value what, what, what communication really is and, uh, uh, and, and, and what, what, what words and the tweaking of words mean. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, uh, when, when, when someone can say something and then in the next uh, minute, uh, put it in a different way, or add just a single word or a comma before a word, and, and it changes the entire meaning of what that person will say. And uh, and most of us are most of us are tricksters when it comes to using words. <laughs> amen? amen. Okay, you say amen to that. Most of us are, are very tricky when it, when it comes to using words because we have discovered how to get ourselves out of trouble by saying the same thing differently. <laughs> and all the culprits smiled. <laughs> we have understood that uh, uh, it is easy to get yourself out of an argument by just putting, changing a question mark into an exclamation mark or changing a question mark into a full stop and it doesn't become a question, it becomes a statement or vice versa. And that changes the entire paradigm of what you are talking about. Why am I talking about this? 
I'm talking about this because as Christians, as uh, do not be dismayed. Huh? <laughs> as as Christians, as believers, uh, uh, we have formed a language of our own, and in the urban Christian setting, it's called Christianese. Okay, okay, it's called Christianese. It's a language that only uh, uh, Christian people understand. And it does not only, it, it goes further, like there are levels to this language depending on how spiritual you are. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway, so, so as, as we have formed this language, this Christianist language, uh, uh, as I continue to grow in, in the Christian faith, I come to understand that some of us and most of us do not know what certain things mean, but because we have found people saying them, we join them and we say them. Alright? Uh, then what does Amen mean? Huh? What does hallelujah mean? You don't know. It's a praise word, but, but you're not so sure. Uh, what does hallelujah mean? Praise God. Uh, what does hallelujah mean? See, Mubua does not. What does hallelujah mean? Hallelujah mean Juma? Be exalted. Be exalted. Uh, so, so you see it in, in, in this group uh, of believers, Mubu has been born again for more than five years because we've, we've known each other for more than five years and, and when I knew you, you were saved. And you've been saying hallelujah for, for more than five years without really knowing or coming to understand what hallelujah really means. Okay? Uh, some of us don't even know what amen means, but we say it every other day. And this has become a language. It has become a language. And we are not even keen to know what these words mean, because these words and these phrases have, have a meaning and have importance, and, and they carry a revelation towards it. They carry a revelation behind them. And when you discover the revelation behind the words, behind the phrases, behind all this Christian and language, you begin to be intentional with them. Okay? Uh, I don't know if hallelujah means be exalted, but I know it means hallelujah is the highest praise. It is the highest level of praise. So you can give praise, but when it comes to hallelujah, it is the highest level of praise. Uh, you can you can check. So this is this this is why this now this becomes this becomes why we are not enjoying or why we are not living in total fulfillment because we have entered into a life and we have chosen not to educate ourselves about the life that we are living. So certain things we say because they are just said. Okay? 
okay 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 (uh) let me find another thing that we normally say okay (uh) the generation that just comes before us when they used to meet this is what they would this is what they would do for the people who are listening I am shaking her hand and they would say praise the lord okay so they would meet and their greeting was praise the lord and the response was amen all right all right so that was their greeting that was their greeting that was their greeting but it became it was normalized and it was made a greeting to the extent that when you say praise the lord the act the the, the the normal response without even thinking and without even knowing or putting emphasis on the words that the person has said you just say amen so praise the lord we say amen means what let it be let it be so so praise the lord let it be so if you really think about it if you really put thought to it, uh, uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't quite add up. You, you, you get what I'm saying? But it was it was normalized. It was it, it was a system that was that was normalized and that became a greeting. So in came our generation, and because our generation was not so sure about praise the Lord, our main greeting. When we stand with the generation before us, the generation before us sometimes will think that we are not really born again because we just don't say praise the Lord, Amen. So certain things, certain words, it is important for us to begin to, to, to look into these things that we say and not take them as normal and continue just saying them for the sake of saying them and one of the things that people say without knowing what they are saying is the phrase in this season that i am in in this season that i am in you know i am in this season where you it, in, in fact, even when, when you are in a relationship and it ends, it, like you've broken up with someone, that becomes a season. Yet when you were dating, it was never a season. So we've, we've become spiritual to understand that there are things that are called seasons, but in essence, what we do is that we hide behind big words and phrases without knowing what it is we are saying, without knowing what seasons are, without knowing what is the meaning of this entire thing called a season. I'm looking at the word because I purpose to finish this today so that next week we... I don't want to I don't want it to become a series. So everyone is in a season. 
But I want to submit to you today, let me become a preacher. I want to submit to you today that the definition of a season is not pain or struggle. Because every urban Christian believer, every spiritual man, woman, whenever, commonly, commonly, for them that lack understanding, commonly, those that are in season are in tough times. It has been a while since I had someone who is in jubilation tell me in this season that I am in. But what really is a season? Are there seasons to begin with? And if they are there for what are they meant to be? Like, what is the essence of having a season? What is the essence of having a season? What is the essence of having a season? Is it just so that you can sound like you know your stuff? Like you know what it is you are saying in front of people? And someone comes and talks to you and uh, and they are seeking advice or direction but they tell you they are in a season and you cannot advise them because you will disrupt <laughs> you will disrupt the season you will not advise them adequately because you will disrupt a season and uh, and, and it doesn't look like they want your advice or they want to come out of that season. When you Google the word season, what comes up most of the time is summer, winter, autumn and spring. These are four seasons in a year that in one year, uh, as the depending on how the earth revolves depending on that kind of science it decides whether it's winter or summer or or but 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 it takes it takes a lot and winter does not happen for a day and then the next day it's summer and then the next wednesday it's it's winter again, and we are back and forth, and we are confused there. Like, is it winter? Is it summer? Do I come out with an umbrella, or do I do I wear my my tank top? Do I do, like like uh, will I wear my my vest and then get to town and then it's winter? You you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, ni metoka ukuni mevaka booty cos ni baridi boots ni 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 alafu ni kifika tauni vi ay 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 winter you decide ah I'm not a season anymore I'm done I'm finished for today and in the middle of the day summer strikes alafu kunapata mbone be banana paka na taka kwenda kununua open shoes juu mekua too hot I can't wear my boots it doesn't happen like that but our seasons as believers are hourly Daily, daily, nakeda sana weekly. Now shapata boyfriend imeisha. The moment you 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 get a job, the season is done. The moment you 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 find what it is you thought you were looking for, the season is done, finished. 
So yesterday you were in a season. The next day mpesa yako ikiingia 5k season imefanya nini? Imeisha. You stop coming to prayer. Uh, you stop attending services because the season is over. But when you are in the season, hey, you are prayerful, mama. Hey, you are so prayerful because you are in a season. But you really don't know what it is, what a season is. Let's not confuse situations and seasons. Let's not confuse situations and seasons. Seasons have purpose. They are not just there to be named and to be to be to be to be seen. They have a purpose. Every season has a purpose. Every season has a purpose. And for you to accurately say you are in a season, you have to have discovered the purpose of the time you are living in. Because at the end of a season, the purpose must be fulfilled.
to every season. If it does not adapt differently, then it cannot survive the season. So you would think that the tree has dried up, but the season, it is adapting to the season. Because seasons have purpose. If you have lived among farmers, you would understand that there is a season to plant maize and there is a season to plant what, what else? Wheat. There is a season uh, where mangoes are ripe and mangoes are there and uh, there is a season where, where plums are there and pears are there and, 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 and there is a season for for with, with technology nowadays there's no season for potatoes or something like we have discovered ways to, to 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 make seasons because of technology but that's the essence you understand that 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 you cannot go to to kitui in august and ask for mangoes you can't because every season has a purpose and it is signified, it is signified by what comes forth. Even the earth knows how to respond to seasons. It is only us who create our seasons and do not bring forth according to the season. All right. Let's put some definitions. These are not dictionary definitions. These are just my definitions. Seasons are an accumulation of time and happenings. They are accumulation of time and happenings. say that again. It's accumulation of time and happening. It's an accumulation of time and happenings. Seasons are moments in time. Seasons are moments in time. Seasons are moments in time that have windows to make something or things happen. Seasons are moments in time that have windows or opportunities to make something or things happen. Class 6, class 7, class 8. And then at a specific time, 
at a specific moment in time, there is an opportunity for them to finish school. You get what I'm saying? So this, is, this has been time. This has been time. But in between that time, there is an opportunity for them to finish school. If the opportunity is not taken, what do people do? They repeat. Moments in time. Moments in time. Moments in time. If we go deeper spiritually, this, uh, this is when heaven opens up and there is an invasion of eternity inside the realm of time for things to happen. So we live in a dimension where time, time is just rolling, time is rolling and rolling and rolling and rolling. And then at a specific time, when at a specific moment, when there is that rolling, it opens up and the people who catch the moment have an opportunity to make things happen. And that's why I say it cannot be a season every day. Every day you cannot be in a season. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't blame you for previously saying you are, in, <laughs> you are in a season. It is just the way you have been socialized. You've been socialized without being learned. You've been socialized without being taught. So you've, you've walked among people who do not know what they are saying and they have made it normal and it sounded so nice when they told you they are in a season so you found a moment to say you are in a season. Amen? Amen. But thank God we are here. All of us have been there. All of us have had useless seasons. Even if you are not bold enough or you are too proud to come out and say, I'm in a season. At some point, you told yourself, you know, man, there is season in Asia. Moments in time. Moments in time. Another way to define a season, a season has a definite and tangible result to show forth. A season has a definite and tangible result to show forth. A season has a definite and tangible result to show forth. Like I have told you, you see the picture of the tree? You, you can go and Google it, you'll see it. When, when, when the leaves fall, it is a definite and tangible result that a season is happening. And if that does not happen, you will hear people complain. And people will say, something different has happened. Something different has happened because today our trees are not shedding leaves. But a season must have a definite and tangible result to show forth. We can say it provides 
evidence of the period. It provides evidence. Seasons must provide evidence of the period, of the time. Seasons must provide evidence. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Here's another way to define a season. A season has an elaborate entry and an eventful exit or ending. It has an elaborate entry, 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 and an eventful ending. Let me say that again. A season has an elaborate entry and an eventful ending. When it comes to seasons, two things must show forth. Conception and delivery. Conception and delivery. Because from the realm that we sit in, seasons are structured in time. <clears throat> it would be impossible for us to, to understand seasons without understanding time. Alright? When I say in the realm that we live in, we, we live in a, in a dimension and that this is this dimension called earth is a dimension that is governed by what is called time. We have, we have the watch, we have the calendar. That is what governs this dimension. That is what uh, that is what we plan our days with. We have time. It takes four years to, to go through campus. It takes eight years to go through primary. It takes two years to do a diploma. It takes nine months to, 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 to give birth. It takes uh, it takes it takes forever to finish campus in a public university. <laughs> Seasons are structured within time. For us to understand time, we have to understand two definitions of time. And the two definitions of time in the Greek is called chronos and kairos. I don't want to dwell so much on, on, on Greek. I just want to dwell in, in the little English I know. But, but I want to bring something to to your understanding. So chronos is the sequence of time. Chronos is the sequence of time. That's where we find the word chronology. Chronology. Chronology is, 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 is a documentation of, of, of time. That's where the book of Chronicles comes from.
when the book of Chronicles comes in. Uh, uh, Chronicles in Swahili nyakat, like mambo ya nyakat. So it's a documentation of the times. And when you read the book of Chronicles, you will understand, you will see, you will see, you will see a, a, a detailed and elaborate documentation of what was happening during this time and this time and this time and this time. How many have ever read a verse from the book of Chronicles? Just one verse. One verse, one verse, one verse. One chapter. One chapter. One chapter. One chapter. Yeah. <laughs> one chapter. Okay. The entire book. Entire. We're not there yet. <laughs> All right. So that's where the book of Chronicles comes in. It's a, it's a, it's chronology, uh, chronological events, events that happen in time. So Jamburi Day is a chronological event. It's an event that happens in time. Christmas is a chronological event. You understand what I'm saying? It's a sequence. It's a sequence. It's a, it's a sequence of time. It is one that is kept by the watch or the calendar. That is a definition of time. One that is kept by the watch or the calendar. Your chronological years are 22 years. You are 22 years chronologically. You're 22 years old chronologically. You, you understand what I'm saying? You might be 70 years old when we look at time from a different perspective. But according to the chronology of what... But according to the... To, to what we used to measure time, you are 22 years old. Okay? Okay? People, people succumb to old age and death because they subscribe to chronological time. <laughs> you, you understand what I'm saying? So when you are, when, 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 when your mind and your subconscious mind tells you you are 30 years old, your mind releases hormones for you to age. If you are able to train your mind to skip the chronological time, you can live forever. If you are able to train your mind not to know you are, according to your birth certificate, you are 30 years old, you can look younger and younger and younger with each passing year because your mind does not fight you. Does not work against you. It does not know time, so it does. It has no record of time. And when you teach your mind to operate in a different dimension, it releases hormones that make you younger and younger and younger. It is time that makes you sick. It is time that makes you sick. Can I give you an example? Don't kill me, don't kill me. It's a very touchy example, very touchy example. Uh, what happens monthly to you? You, 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 you have been situated. Your, your physique, your entire well-being has been situated to know that at the time you have a flow, your body has to have cramps. It is chronology that makes you sick. It is chronology that brings pain to you. If you are able to get out of that time, then you will avoid cramps. It is chronology that makes women have labor. Pain. Are we together? Are we together? 
Because you have been told that at the time of giving birth, there must be there must so your your entire being works against you to fulfill the work of the chronological time. That's why it is important for us to understand time from a different place. It is important for us to know time from a place of eternity. And when we structure our being from a place of eternity, in eternity there is no sickness, in eternity there is no pain, in eternity there is no trouble. So you will not suffer the troubles of this world. That's why the Bible keeps reminding you that you are not of this world. But we have been taught to understand it that we are not of this earth. So we are always looking for a new home. But it is the structure of the world, the structure of the law, the structure of time. Time is a subject, it is an entity of the law. Time is a servant of the law. So everywhere the law is, time will come in and people will die. Because time, you know death was defeated. Death was defeated. Death was defeated. Death was defeated. But time was not defeated because you have to learn to arise to the place. That's not our... Let's, let's move on soon. In a kwatamu lakini ineza tufana kusi endele. So Kronos is, is, is what the watch tells you. So the watch tells you you are late. The, the, the calendar tells you uh, you are expiring. That's... that's that's chronology. It's chronology. It is chronology. I believe and I know I don't look my age, but you know haters will say different. <laughs> so you move on. And then the Greeks define chronology and then they define time also as kairos. And kairos is the opportune time. Chronos is the, chrono is the chronological time. Kairos is the opportune time. We can say kairos is a moment within chronos. Kairos is a moment within Kronos. And then complete the sentence saying, Kairos is a moment within Kronos that's ripe for action. Are we together? It's a moment within Kronos that's ripe for action. Some people define Kairos as seasons. Some people define some people define Kairos as seasons. But Revelation is progressive. I define Kairos as a moment of conception. It's a moment of conception. For me, it is not a season. 
it is a moment of conception. And what did we define a season as? We defined a season as something that has conception and what? Delivered. So, these are just the examples that are coming in today. You will forgive me. When a lady is ovulating, that's a kairos moment. Okay? And once that time passes like this, you have to wait for another kairos moment in Kronos so that there can be conception. You, 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 you get me? You get me? You relate? How do you relate? Can you relate? When, uh, when, when that time of ovulation has come, it is a moment that is ripe for conception. It is a kairos moment. It is a kairos moment. It is an opportunity for action. It is an opportunity that is ripe <laughs> for action. <laughs> it is absolutely ripe for action. As some people will define Kairos as seasons, I would say Kairos is where seasons are birthed. So there has to be a Kairos moment. There has to be a Kairos moment for you to enter into a season. And remember when a when a Kairos moment comes, it's an opportunity for a season to begin, but the opportunity can pass without you getting into that season because you did not realize this was an, an opportune moment to get into that season. In as much as Kronos cannot be redeemed, meaning that if yesterday passed, we cannot bring yesterday to today. But Kairos can be redeemed in that the moments to birth seasons, the moments in time to birth seasons can be restored, can be restituted. I like that definition of Kairos. Kairos is where seasons are birthed. It is where seasons are birthed. I told you, and I say that uh, for for a season to 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 be to be a season, it has to be. I'm looking for it. There has to be an elaborate entry. There has to be an elaborate entry into the season. An elaborate entry into the season. And uh, what ending? Eventful ending. So, if we use the the, the example of ovulation, it it is at at that Kairos moment, that conception happens, and at the end of that season, there's an eventful ending where a child comes forth. A delivery is done. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you learning something? Whereas Kairos can be defined as a moment, 
Kairos can also be defined as a grace. So Kairos does not necessarily have to be a moment in time. It can be a grace. A grace, 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 grace. See them and I do a grace. I'm a child in Nigeria when I do a grace. So Kairos can be defined as a grace, as a grace, a grace, a grace. So grace can come in. We can be worshipping and, 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 and a, a specific grace enters into that space, enters into that space because of the worship that we have lifted and that becomes a Kairos moment. It is not a moment that was supposed to be there, but because the grace was released, it becomes a Kairos moment and that becomes an opportunity to enter into a season. Grace can be a man. Grace can be a woman. <laughs> According to the example before, it's your cat. What am I trying to say? I am trying to say that you can be Kairos. You can be a moment in time where seasons begin. So you can be a person who when he enters into a space leads people into seasons. Opens up seasons for people. Not just opens up seasons for people because there are good seasons and bad seasons. You can be a Kairos that when you enter into a space, you release people out of bad seasons by opening a moment for them to exit. By opening a portal for them to, 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 to enter into a new season and a good season. You can be a Kairos. You can be a moment in time. So whereas Kairos can be a moment, Kairos can be a grace. I've, I've gone ahead of myself. It can be a grace. You remember Genesis 26, 12? Do you remember it? Look at it and then you will remember it. This is the story of Isaac, where, where he planted during, during famine, during drought and famine. That was grace. That was grace. Because in that season, nothing would grow. In that season, nothing would grow. But there was a grace that was given to Isaac, a Kairos moment. And because he realized a Kairos moment and was obedient, he planted during famine. And in that same year, he reaped a hundredfold. Meaning that there was a grace, there was a moment that disrupted the season that was there. There was a moment that ushered Isaac into a new season. A grace is a Kairos moment. And then I've said this. Kairos can also happen in the form of a man. A 
There are those among us who are portals. There are those among us who are moments in time. Uh, I decree that in every place you will step, in every area you will step, you will be a moment in time. Amen. You will be a moment in time. You will be a moment in time. You will be one who enters into place and disrupts season because you can't be a moment in time. A moment disrupting bad season, leading people into good seasons, leading people not necessarily into bad or good seasons, but leading people into seasons that they need to be in. In fact, at this very moment, this is a Kairos moment. 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 This is a moment of conception, a moment of inception where you can walk out of this place and confidently tell someone, in the season that I am in, because you have entered a season. You have entered a season. May this word become seed. May this word become seed. May this word become seed. Because this is a moment, because this is a moment and we are ripe, we are ripe in this very moment. The word of God consummates, it, consum it is consummating with us right now. And there is a conception that is happening. There is a conception that is happening. There is a concept, I'm saying that there is a conception that is happening. And I decree that you will not abort. You will not abort. You will not abort. You will not miscarriage. You will not miscarriage. You will not miscarriage. You will not miscarriage. And for them that have been in different places, because of the word that they have taken, because of the word that they have taken, that the word that has made them barren, I decree today that there is no barrenness in Zion. No barrenness in Zion. No barrenness in Zion. Salamanda karakia pia sukuto labras. Sekataka nililiba. There are those among us who are portals. They are portals. They are moments in time. Can we read Genesis 14, 18? Genesis 14, 18. Genesis 14, 18. Ah! For our people on Zoom, this is a moment in time. This is a moment in time. This is a moment in time. I decree that. It is a moment in time. It is a moment in time. This is a Kairos moment for you. It is a moment. It is a place of inception. Receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Receive it in Jesus' name. So, so, Kairos, Kairos, as a, let, me, let me emphasize on this. Uh, Kairos, is not a, Kairos is not a season, it is a specific time for you to enter, for you to enter into that season. For you to enter, it is when an opening comes, it's when an opening comes. In the same way, because, because Kairos leads you into it, uh, Kairos can be an elaborate end where it brings you out of a season. 
especially seasons that have been that are, 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 are surrounded by suffering, seasons that are surrounded by no breakthroughs, no favor. Kairos can be that moment where it leads you out. So can be a man. A man comes and he speaks a word, and from that moment, breakthroughs and favor come upon you because he is a Kairos moment at that specific time. And God will always send you a Kairos every time. Every time he needs you out of a season. You remember Moses? Moses was a kairos to the children of Israel. God says, I have heard the cry of my people. And he takes Moses, protects Moses from when he was a child. Protects him when he was about to die. Takes him out. And when the time is right, he becomes the moment to lead the children out of captivity. Mm -hmm. We will look at it. But on the other hand, Joseph was also a kairos. Joseph was also a kairos. Genesis 14. <laughs> Verse 18. We know the story. If you listen to me, I, I kind of revolve around the same scriptures have been revolving around the same scriptures. Isaac and planting has been there for a while. Melchizedek has been there for a while. But it is relevant. Then Melchizedek, the king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God Most High. You will read the entire story if you are not familiar with it, but I know you are familiar with it. Then Melchizedek, the king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God Most High. He blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham, of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be, the, be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. It was this time where Abraham, 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 get me clear, Abraham, Abraham, there's a difference between Abraham and Abraham. Abraham met Melchizedek, and this was a Kairos moment, and when he met Melchizedek, he realized this man is different, and he gave him a tithe. He realized this was an moment in time. It was a moment in time. Although he was wealthy at that time, but from there his life dramatically changes and it becomes the ushering, the opening of the promise of God being fulfilled in his life. I normally say this is where Abraham received salvation. Because he was given the, table, the Lord's table. This is where Jesus said, "Eat. This is the board. board this is the. This bread is, is is my body. This blood. This wine is my blood. Drink it in remembrance of me." At that time, Abraham met Christ. It was a moment in time. Because how can he become the father of faith if he did not receive the faith? He was not just a father of faith because he believed in Akachawatuawa kaenda. <laughs> no. It had to be sealed. It had to be, it had, it, because it, it's covenantal. There had to be blood. There had to be, there had to be, a, there had to be blood to make the covenant sealed. Let's go to John 4. John chapter 4. 
And now I understand why God instructed me to pray today before I was before I prepared. I fully understand. Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself did not baptize but his disciples, he left Judah and departed again to Galilee. But he needed to go through Samaria. So he came to a city of Samaria which is called Sajak. This is a current city in Samaria. Secha. Near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus therefore being worried from his journey sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. This, this is very strategic. Very strategic. Very prophetic. I hope you see it. I hope you will see it. It was about the sixth hour. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, how is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God, if you knew the kairos if you knew the kairos that you are in front of and who it is you say to who it is who says to you give me a drink you would you would have asked him that he would have given you living water you see the transition between seasons that this woman is being introduced to he has been drinking from water the well of Jacob the well of Jacob. But here comes a moment where one who is able to transit her from the water that comes from the well of Jacob to the water that never runs dry is standing in front of her. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his son and his livestock? It is a conquest between, between the old and the new. Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. He is portraying the conception and the delivery of what he wants, of the season that he wants to usher the woman into. He is telling her this will be the beginning. He is showing her this will be the beginning of your interaction with me. And this will be the result of your interaction with me. It, this, this is not, we will, we will go on, we will go on, go on, let's go on, let's go on. Mm -hmm. Shall uh, become an everlasting, of everlasting life. The woman said to him, sir, 
give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. Her eyes have been opened. And I decree today that in every Kairos moment that you step into, your eyes will be open. Your eyes will be open. Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you have well said, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband, in that you spoke truly. The woman said to him, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Seasons are a dimension of the prophetic. Seasons are a dimension of the prophetic, and we will come to that. We will come to that in 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 in, in with much depth. In depth, but seasons are a dimension of the prophetic. Is as deep as it is as as, as it is. It is still deep. Our fathers worship on this mountain, and you and you Jews say that in Jerusalem. There, Jerusalem is a place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, that uh, the hour is coming, many, many, and this is what I want. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming. At, uh, and, at that, and at this point, his disciples came and marveled that he, he talked with a woman, yet no one said, what do you seek or why do you talk with her? The woman left, then left her water pot, went her way into the city and said to the men, and say to the men, come and see a man who told me all the things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? And now that which she has been ushered into, who will? Begins to come forth. It begins to come forth. Wow. I really didn't want to move to next week. It is important for us to know by definition and by discernment what seasons are in order to work appropriately in the season. It is important for us to know by definition and by discernment. So when you say you are in a season, you know exactly what you are saying. It is not like uh, how uh, our friend here has been saying hallelujah for the past, I don't know how long, and yet they don't know what they are saying. So it is important for us to know by definition what seasons are and by discernment what seasons are. By definition, it will, it will help us be intentional. It will help us understand certain things. By discernment, it will help us know what to do. So it is important to, for us to know by definition and by discernment what seasons are in order to work appropriately in the season. In order for us to work appropriately in the season. So by definition, it will help our intentionality. We will be intentional when we talk about seasons. We will not just say we are in a season because we want to show off, or because times are hard, or because we want people to 
people to know that we are deep. By discernment, it will help us to know what specific season you are in and what you need to do to work appropriately. So that usikuwe kwa season ya kupanda mahindi na wewe unatafuta mbegu ya maharagwe. Usikuwe kwa season enye enye unahitaji kutafuta tractor na wewe unaenda kununua nini? Jembe. Continue next week to talk about seasons.